Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning: The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Real Spoilers, episode 549, a milestone. No, no, t- yeah, okay, it's a milestone, that's true. Milestone, yeah, right? Isn't a- that the exact definition of a milestone? <laughs> I think you're right, yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to do, for our news episode, we're going to skip over the news this time, and we're going to do something special because we are recording on the evening of the Oscars. Yeah, they're happening so we're in like give an hour. You, yeah, yeah, so we're going to give you our picks uh, when you hear this, you'll have already seen the Oscars, but it might be kind of fun to see how close or wrong we are. So <laughs> that will be interesting. And then if we have time at the end, we'll go through a quick box office report. But uh, first of all, let's go uh, Let's go around and introduce ourselves. And I guess we'll start with our guest, Linnea Thunzel. Hey, Linnea. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be back. Yeah, well, thank you. We uh, we appreciate it, and we know that uh, you were busy, and we, we rearranged the schedule, and we made it work, so thank you for that. Of course, I'm joined by my partner in crime. Whenever Tom's not around, this guy usually is. <laughs> I was hey, like, Joe. wait a minute. <laughs> hey, it's Joe. <laughs> so uh, shameless plugs follow us on social media you know how to do it subscribe rate review all that good stuff you know the spiel you hear it every week um league of show shares don't have them i'm gonna let tom do that next week so he will have a mega list also you get if you missed out if you were lazy you didn't share this week you have an extra week and way more shows to share That's right so, yeah uh, we'll we'll read them all next time and uh let's see what else does he usually do uh patreon we have we have a uh, funny thing that joe and i recorded uh last <laughs> late last year we watched a Nicolas Cage movie that we had no idea about we saw the poster it looked bonkers we started watching it and we're like oh Oh, it's bad this it's yeah it's real bad so yeah so we did a watch along people seem to like our watch along trailer and if you liked that we have an entire movie you can watch along and here and I think it's pretty funny I remember you and I were pretty uh we thought it was an interesting movie let's just say that no it was a bad movie like there's no (laughs) (laughs) that's true interesting might be about that there's well okay I listened to the episode and I was trying to give it some some (laughs) glimmer of hope but it was it was not working 
Yeah. Well, you were talking about the camera lenses they used and the cinematography <laughs> yeah, techniques. Right, right. You were getting really technical with the film film stock that they yeah, used on the film. You know, yeah. Film stock because you know they they did it on film. <laughs> So anyway, uh, subscribe to Patreon. We appreciate everyone that does. Uh, $5 a month or more gives you bonus episodes like that. And uh, Joe and I have one that's actually going to tie into the review episode this week. We do. Coming up in the near future. So subscribe. Check that out. But without further ado, it's the Oscars. Hey. So um, I don't know about you guys. When I was a kid, you know, loving movies, the Oscars was a huge event. It's the Super Bowl for movie lovers. I love tuning in and watching it and picking as I get older, I just don't really care anymore. Like, there's movies I love that weren't nominated. There's movies that are going to win that don't deserve it. There's things that are going to, you know, it's just like, no matter what happens, these movies don't change. There's still great movies, bad movies. I don't know. Uh, Linnea, what are your thoughts on the Oscars? Yeah, I, I used to love watching them, too. I, I watch them now, but usually just to follow, like, live threads on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, people making fun of it and uh, <laughs> hating the snubs and people who won who don't deserve it. So, yeah, it's yeah, that's I mean, that's all the Internet is, is people being angry and outraged about stuff. And I think that helps perpetuate my, I don't know, disinterest in the Oscars, because it's like, OK, you know, some people's movies going to win. Yay, they'll celebrate. And then you're going to have the entire rest of the Internet going, oh, my God, this didn't deserve it. And whining and complaining. And then it's going to happen for every category, every actor. I mean, film subjective. So it's just to me, it's more frustrating to see all the um, the discourse and everybody getting mad about picks and stuff. I don't know. Joe, what's your thought? Oh, I have Oscars? no interest in them whatsoever. Okay. Uh, you know, like, I, I just think I think it's. Uh, it, I'm just so it's just Hollywood. Um, I mean, jerking themselves off. I mean, that's the only. Uh, that's kind of the way I feel. It's it's them. Uh, you know, let's let's shower ourselves with awards rather than you know. So, and I agree. I think the there's going to be stuff that I like this year that isn't even going to come close to being nominated. Yeah. Things are going to win that I have no interest in seeing whatsoever. Um, so you can uncut gems. You know how many yeah. Oscars uncut gems is nominated for Joe? Zero. Zero, and we love yeah. that movie. So, yeah. what? So, what does that mean? Does that mean Uncut Gems is bad? Of course not. But it's like, so if you have movies that you think are the best movie of the year that aren't even nominated, it's just like, how can you really put that much stock in who I, it wins? Or you I know? think it all came to a head for me at least when like people would say when uh, Weinstein would like bully people into <laughs> like voting for. Oh, was it Shakespeare and Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Love? love? Yeah. So it's just like, so it's not based on merit. It's not based on quality of it's, not it's, who get, it's who gets the nicer present. Yeah. You know, it's, so like I have no interest in that whatsoever. Do plus, I want Tarantino guys, to win? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, you know. yeah. And, and some people are going to win and they're going to deserve it, you know, and that's cool for them. But at the end of the day, I mean, when when I see especially those blind Oscar articles, did you guys read those this year about what the ones the, that like, people the, didn't read the voters like they didn't see the movie? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, you know, like, I mean, the one that's like, I don't. I'm not messing with Parasite because it has subtitles. I don't want to read it. Or I want an American to win Best Director. Like what? what? That, that, I mean, like that. It, you know. And here's the thing: is I mean, we've talked about it before with Roman Polanski and uh, Woody Allen, where it's like, how, how, how do these dudes, these scumbag dudes, keep getting nominated? And people are well, just like, woo! It's like I'm the glad dude, Polanski the, is finally out. Well, Pol- I'm like Polanski. You can't come into the country. Right. Like he can even if he were to win, he cannot come back into the country to, because he will be arrested immediately. Right. Like and he so, should. I wish I wish he would spend the rest of his life in jail. Yeah. 
I mean, making- but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they finally kicked him out because that's something for years I went on and on. I'm like, why is he still in the academy and respected? Right. Like he did horrible things. And I, I you know, but anyway, it's, it's silly, but it's fun. I mean, if you're just doing it for fun, I think sometimes the presenters, if there is a host, I mean, you, there's some fun to be had, but the awards themselves, uh, if you have a movie, it's great to be recognized. You're going to make more money. You put it on the DVD. Right. The actors right. have Academy Award winner. They're going to get a bigger paycheck. I mean, that's great for them, but in the scheme of things, I just don't think they really matter to people that love film and watch, you know, a couple hundred a year. It's no, like, what, I, there's gonna if be... you're going to tell me, I mean, if you're going to say that Godfather didn't win best picture, that doesn't take away from the fact that it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Bingo. Exactly. So anyway, well, let's go through, I thought it'd be fun. Uh, let's go through and I will read the nominees in each category and, uh, we don't have to go too far into it, but, uh, if you want to elaborate, that's fine, but let's go through and let's, let's give our picks and I'll just go ahead and I'll give, well, I'll give my pick last. Let's just put it that way. I'm going to pick, I'm going to do my pick last. So I'll go through and I'll say, um, and I'll switch between you two with who goes Uh, first. Ladies, ladies will always go first. Well, you guys have probably seen more of the nominated films than I have, though, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, it's no problem at all. I'll, I'm going to alternate, Joe. You can't always cheat off a Linnaeus <laughs> oh, test, all right? All right, so we're going to stop at the... You figured me out. We're going to start at the bottom. We're going to work our way up to the big one. So, original song, I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, Stand Up, Harriet... I'm going to love me again, Rocket Man, and I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4. So, Linnea, let's start with you. Who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I'm going to say the Rocket Man one, but I don't know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's, I think, the only, that's one of the only nominations I think Rocket Man has. Which is ridiculous. Are you going to tell, like, I'll, oh, I'll don't get, get me started with quick, who won last year. The fact, right. that, oh. the fact that he didn't get nominated and Rami Malik did oh. is insane to me. Yeah. See it? That's that's the whole thing. That's why that's one of the reasons I think that I'm so disenchanted with the Oscars is you see something like that where are you telling me that if Rocket Man and what Bohemian Rhapsody came out in the same year, you think same that, director that Bohemian too. Rhapsody? Yeah, well, it, he had to clean it. Right. Uh, he had to clean it up. He, but, I think he finished it. Yeah, cuz yeah. Singer was yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. So he got fired. But if you're telling me they came out in the same year, you think Bohemian Rhapsody would have all those Oscars? No, no, no way. way. So, you know, it's just like, it's it's all timing and, and you know, all that. But anyway, um, okay, so Linnea is going with the Rocket Man song, which I believe is the Elton John song yes. that uh, played at the end credits. Yes. And Joe, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going with Into the Unknown only because it is played You've heard it on 7, repeat <laughs> in my house uh, nonstop. So I'll, I'll go with Into the Unknown. So if your daughters were Oscar voters... Oh, they would absolutely vote for that. There's no... Now, maybe let me not, ask maybe you, not the big one, let me ask, the little one for sure. Let me ask you this. Which version? Oh, I like the Panic of the Disco version. 100%. Yeah. I think it's so much better. Linnea, have you heard both versions of the End of the Unknown? I haven't heard any versions. I have no idea. I don't have kids. Okay, so... <laughs> well, sure, but... I didn't see the movie. No. Don't have kids. <laughs> oh, okay. So Adina Menzel also sings End of the Unknown. It's like the big number. It's supposed to be Let it's It Go new, for yeah, this. I'm, I'm waiting go. until it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, Smooth. so she sings... <laughs> She sings that big song, and then Panic of the Disco and Brandon Urie, he covered it, and his version, it just, it's so much better. It's yeah. the same song, but it's, a very it's odd that his pop rock inspired yeah. version. Yeah, it's good. All right, um, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, what did I have here? I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, Toy Story 4. I see, I don't remember that song at all. I also didn't see that movie. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Linnea, you're, uh, that's, you're that's, good. That's, that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's Randy Newman when they're traveling on the RV, and he's like, how oh, can you let? Oh, sure, how sure, How can sure. you let? Yeah, uh, no, uh, into the unknown. And throw yourself away. I mean, you know, Toy Story 4 came back, did a bunch of business, uh, you know, Randy Newman songs. So, all right, we'll see what happens. Original score, we have 1917 by Thomas Newman, Joker by Hilder Little Women, Alexander Duplat, Marriage Story, Randy Newman, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Johnny Williams. So, Joe, what are we thinking? I think it's probably... The sentimental pick, I guess, is John Williams, but I think it's sh- I think it's probably the Joker. Okay, Linnea. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll say nineteen seventeen. Okay, yeah, that's also a solid pick. Yeah, people are are pitting the Newman Newman versus Newman for this category, <laughs> but you know the surprising thing is that Hilder for Joker, she has won like every single award. Oh, really? They give her Golden Globe, the oh. whatever. I mean, all these award shows. I don't even know all of them, but she keeps winning every single like Film Critics Society award and all this stuff. Well, so that means she won't I, win the Oscar. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's opposite, but I mean, usually it's like Golden Globes isn't a guarantee. But when you win everything, sure. it's kind of like wow. So I'm going to go with Hilder for. We'll just call her Hilder <laughs> because that name it's got symbols <laughs> I didn't even know existed in it. I do think like that that movie creates that t- or that that. That soundtrack or that score creates the tone of that movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, score is so important, as we've talked about time and time again. And that film definitely, with between Phoenix's performance yeah. and that score in the background, that creepy, like, slow-moving score. That, yeah, Exactly. That, I think it's it's got a good chance. Yeah, for sure. All right. Foreign language film. So this is uh, this is one that's got a lot of talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so South Korea, Parasite, Pain and Glory, which is the Antonio Banderas movie, Spain, uh, Les Miserables from France, well, Honeyland from. But go, yeah, okay. it's not it's not the musical. Oh, okay, all right, all right, yeah, um, Honeyland from North Macedonia, Ooh. and uh, Corpus Christi from Poland. So. I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to say Parasite. I'm going to come out and just... I, I, mean, I think... Yeah. yeah. I think they give it to Parasite because it's not going to win Best Picture. Here's the deal. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking, and I know they really want it to. I think it would be a miracle. And I think the film's amazing, but again, you've got all these Oscar voters talking about, oh, I don't want to mess with subtitles, which is ridiculous and frustrating. But to think that they're going to go ahead and make that movie Best Picture when you have another movie... Well, we'll get into that later, yeah. but I think... I think for foreign language film, it's a lock. I think there's no doubt yeah. with the buzz it's been getting. Um, that's probably for all these voters that don't even watch them all. They know what Parasite is. So I think they'll at least give it that. That's what I think. Um, and it should be a pretty safe bet. Live action short film. So uh, this one, I did not see a lot of these. Um, there's Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. Did you guys watch any short film it, live action? No, I didn't see any of those. Nor did I. Okay, um, I I went ahead and I chose Saria because or Saria. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, I've heard a lot of buzz around it, but again, I don't really know much about them, so it's a it's a toss up. Does anyone even want to wager? I guess have you? No, I haven't. You haven't heard anything. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea. All right, okay, we'll pass. It I don't around. have time Do- to sit through short films at this point. Uh, so uh, low now. This one documentary short. This has a St. Louis connection, it Joe. Does, I don't yeah. know if you knew it that. Does, yeah. Uh, but in the running here for documentary short, we have in the absence. Learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl, in parentheses. Life overtakes me. St. Louis Superman and walk, run, cha-cha. 
So St. Louis Superman is a film that I don't know if it debuted, but it played uh, the I St. Played Louis Film Festival. Sure. Yeah, and it was really good. Uh, the The subject of the film, um, who, uh, I mean, he was really, really charismatic, really good speaker. Um, it talks about him and his time, uh, you know, getting elected uh, as a black man uh, who was a battle rapper. Yeah, his name was he Bruce got, Franks. He, yeah, he was, so a, he he got, was elected to like, uh, I don't know if the... Missouri representatives. Yeah, I think? I think that's right. Yeah, but he was elected. He's a, a black battle rapper who got elected in a Republican yeah. state. You know. Well, and so okay, okay, really- okay. So here, that's the that's the he was elected. St. Louis is a blue city, but St. Louis and Jefferson City are blue cities. But we are surrounded by red. Like they're like if you look at a, if you if you were to look at like a political map, there's St. Louis and Jeff- maybe Kansas City too. But like those are the yeah. three blue dots, and then everything else around us is red. The whole thing is red. Okay. So like so, it's, but, it's, you know, so it's St. Louis is a democratic city. And he ran the, as a democrat and he won. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty interesting story. Uh I think the consensus I've heard from a lot of people that have watched it, although everyone likes it a lot, is that it just kinda ends. It's not a complete story. Yeah, it's there's like an there's an ending to that story. The he's no longer well, he's no longer there. But it, but you know, but uh, who's to say what he will continue yeah, to do? Who knows? I mean, yeah, he stepped know. down. You know, he stepped down from his position, but it just kind of ends, and so his story isn't even written yet completely. Um, so it's really compelling for the time that it is on. But that's the big argument I hear. Um, Linnea, thoughts on this just by titles alone? Yeah, I didn't see any of them, so I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl because that title is just like. It's just a compelling title. Sure, yeah. So, anyway, Joe, I, I thought you s- were seeking all of these out. I guess no, I, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so documentary feature, American Factory, The Edge of Democracy, Honeyland, Forsama, and The Cave. I didn't see any, any of them. Nope. So American Factory is produced by the Obamas, and a lot oh. of people think that that will win just to you know, just to be able to say, Hey, Barack Obama has an Oscar in this political climate that we're in. Oh, sure. So, Why not? I think it's, I think it's a pretty safe shoe in at this point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Animated short film. So I don't know if you guys saw any of these, but, uh, one is called, uh, Desera. I, it's a foreign language title, but daughter in parentheses, hair, love, kit bull, memorable and sister. Oh, uh, you know what? So I think I did see hair, love. I also or maybe saw, I saw hair, love. I think it was maybe yeah. online somewhere. Yeah, it, I was floating around. I saw Hair Love and I saw Kitbull that played before. It was a really cute. Uh, it was about I think I think a, a pitbull and a little kitten. And I don't know if it played in like a on Disney Plus or something or oh, if it okay. was online too. But really cute little short. Um, I went ahead and I picked Hair Love. A lot of people are talking about it. It's about a dad trying to do his little girl's hair. Yeah, but it's like you know it's like very big and crazy and he's like trying to figure out and do it it's a cute little short yeah so. that's the one i i mean that's the one i've seen so that's the one i have to vote for okay yep. okay linnea hair love hair love right. yeah animated feature film now this is an interesting one because there are a lot of big names in this yeah, category yeah. so usually animated feature film is like disney movie you know <laughs> let's stop the discussion there but you've got how to train your dragon the hidden world the third and final film in the how to train your dragon trilogy uh i lost my body klaus which is the netflix santa claus movie missing link which is Leica's movie um that not a lot of people saw but the people that do love it including myself it's i thought it was great and then you have toy story 4 so you've got some heavy hitters in here with dreamworks 
Toy Story and like I'm sorry, Disney and Leica. Yeah. Um, Joe, thoughts on this one? I mean, I have to. I, I think I want to go with the missing with Missing Link only because uh, they're doing something different. Yeah. You know, like it's not the it's not the typical Disney thing. It's not uh, the Pixar look. I think it's a completely different uh, look, and it's an amazing flick. Like it's a it's a really good movie. It's really good. And it's all stop motion animation. Yeah. When, I, when I saw the previews for it before I saw it, I thought this has to be CG, like looking like stop motion because it's so detailed. It's so amazing looking. And it's just the the puppets that they make have like hundreds of different expressions. Like they have uh, different heads, different eyes, uh, the fur. I mean, I, I interviewed the artistic director, uh, who's Brad Schiff, who's actually from St. Louis. Uh, and he showed me, I actually got to see one of the maquettes for the, the missing link character voiced by Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. And you can see all the little hair detail on it. I mean, these things are amazing. Uh, and the thing is like is never one best animated. So I feel like if you're going to pass over Kubo and Coraline, right. uh, you know, I, I know I've got box trolls and I think maybe something else that isn't maybe as highly regarded, but it's been passed up time and time again, and they're pushing the medium and, and like Joe said, really doing something different. Uh, and so not only did I really like Missing Link, but I feel like this is the one that if it gets it for it, I'd be happy, and I feel like it's their time. And I'm saying that as someone that loved Toy Story 4, loved it. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's my, it's my favorite Toy Story movie. I loved it. Um, and then How to Train Your Dragon I thought was solid too. Linnea, thoughts? <laughs> Well, again, I didn't see any of these. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I know you don't have kids, but are you not a fan of animated movies? Yeah, I guess I am. I just um, I tend to go see a lot of movies alone. And I think yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to go see a kid's movie by myself. Or, yeah. Like, sit there well, okay. <laughs> but um, I think it's isn't it kind of weird that Frozen 2 wasn't nominated? That's what I thought. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I think it's great. Because I kind of would have expected it to be, but it just I, wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't as good. I think it's great that it wasn't nominated because Disney shouldn't automatically get in sure. for a subpar movie just because they're Disney. And I'm not saying that any of us think it should, but apparently that's, I mean, it's like, oh, Disney. And then you know what? All the voters go, oh, Disney. And I just, it's not fair. And also there are some Disney films that are better than others. And even if they're okay, it's like, is it really Oscar worthy? Right. And so Frozen 2, I was not a huge fan of it all. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought the songs were bad. I mean, I since I saw it again, I'm like, okay, they've kind of grown on me. But the songs aren't as good. I thought the story had a lot of messy parts with it. Like, I just didn't like it as much. So for me, it was like, wow, I'm so glad they put something like a, like a film or even this Netflix Klaus that I didn't see it, but everyone is raving about it. Like, I think, I think these movies that are doing something different deserve a spot. Uh, and you know, Disney Pixar has toy story Four, so yeah, they're, uh, it's not like they didn't. Yeah. They got, they got in there, but the, the Disney animation, yeah. this is the first year in a long time. I think that the Disney animation yeah. didn't get picked up, but I don't know. I mean, Joe, I, I don't think it deserves it. I, mean, I don't know. I saw right? it. Tw- yeah. I saw it tw- for twice. an Oscar. No, I mean, I it, it, it's just not that, that great. So um, I'm glad that they, that they didn't go with it. Um, okay, visual effects. So this one is interesting because we have, again, a lot of heavy hitters in this one. And there's also a lot of uh, closure to these series. So you have Avengers Endgame, you know, the culmination of what, 23 movies or 22 yeah. for Endgame. The Lion King, which was like, you know, 
it made a ton of money and whether or not you think it was a great movie look at those visual effects sure star wars the rise of skywalker a series that's been in in the making for, since 1977 uh the conclusion of the skywalker saga quote unquote the irishman which no you know, oh it's a Get scorsese movie so we better put that in there no. and you know my thoughts on the irishman no yeah so and uh, 1917 which a lot of it's practical but the stuff they did stitch together and use visual effects for is pretty seamless so where to even begin with this uh linnea thoughts on visual (laughs) effects uh yeah well i think i think it's probably gonna go to either star wars or avengers um and i thought for for like the culmination yeah and just uh um the visual effects were you know pretty outstanding for them so And they used a lot of it, a lot more. I thought that. So I don't know. I, I'd probably go with Avengers, but I don't know who's going to win. I I think As so she's too. rocking I'm... a Captain Marvel sweatshirt. <laughs> ah, there yeah, you go. Exactly. <laughs> Joe, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I, you know, I think, I think 1917 will probably win for, uh, f- photography. I think Roger Deakins okay. should probably take that. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one out. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it has to. It, it should probably be Avengers. I think that whole uh, that whole end sequence. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Lord of the Rings level. Does it look as good as Lord of the Rings? No, but I mean, it's on the same level. Like, there's so many characters. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, yeah. So it would. And it also would be nice to see Marvel maybe get an Oscar, <laughs> an Oscar <laughs> win. Right? So I don't have to keep hearing about how Suicide Squad won for oh, best makeup or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a great point too. Because think of everything Marvel's achieved, and even though we all know that it's you know it's going to win the popularity vote, it's made billions and billions of dollars. Right, but exactly. They did something pretty amazing, and I do feel that Feige Marvel should be recognized for the achievement because they've got people to go back to the theaters and spend money. They I mean, got everyone in there. You don't get to become the highest grossing film of all time for doing yeah. something wrong. And it's quality, too. It's not just the popular vote, right? Like, we know Suicide Squad made $750 million, but what does that mean, you know? I mean, Avengers is not only the highest-grossing film, but it's a solid film, a solid conclusion, in my opinion. And, again, just the culmination of, of 22 films. Right. And, you know, how many years? When did Iron Man start? 2008? 2008, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, eleven years of storytelling and and what they've done is amazing. So I'm going to say Endgame only because um, of the achievement overall. I think Lion King is stellar. I mean, photorealistic yeah. effects. Oh, yeah, I've time. N- never seen anything like it. I think Lion King's amazing. Uh, Star Wars. I mean, I didn't think it looked any better than any other Star Wars movie. I mean, it's good, but I didn't go like, whoa, those starships look like starship. You no, know, like I think I, I think it looked just as good as the rest of them. Yeah, and they're all pretty good these days. You know, it's it's Lucasfilm. It's the same people doing all the disney stuff anyway um so yeah let's let's i'll pick Endgame as well for that one nice costume design so we have once upon a time in hollywood little women the irishman jojo rabbit and joker so what are your thoughts joe on costume design yeah i would sit like i'm i would say hollywood but i'm gonna save my hollywood vote for best picture <laughs> Uh, you know they can win more than one. Right? I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> risk it. You know, okay. like I don't. Uh, but I feel. You know, I think that Little Women probably. Uh, I feel like the 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 movies that kind of are throwbacks to. I know it's not Victorian, but like that um, period piece. Period piece, like those kind of yeah. tend to win those, uh, which is fine. Like I think it, I think those 
those costumes can be very ornate and hard, you know, uh, intricate. So I feel like that's probably the best, the best option. You got to make them. You, you don't go to the store and just buy. No, you got to make those things. Yeah. You know, sure. um, yeah. Linnea. Yeah, I'm going to go with Little Women. Okay, same here. Yeah, I think it's I, it's usually the period piece type movies that I call it a period piece, even though it's not that old. But no, you know, that's it's, what it you is, know, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll go with that one. I think that's safe. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. So we've got Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which I keep forgetting even came oh, out, yeah, yeah. and 1917. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Bombshell because that. Megan Kelly makeup oh. and Charlize Theron. Yep, yep. I mean, her own mom called her and said, "You're in a movie, uh, <laughs> Megan Kelly," and she's like, "No, that's Charlize Theron." Like that, it, it's phenomenal. I can't believe what they did. The other ones, I mean, they look fine, and some of the other characters in the movie looked pretty good. But I, I really think they did an amazing job with her in particular, uh, Linnea. Yeah, I didn't see Bombshell, but I thought, I mean, Judy, the makeup and hair styling was really good too. Yeah. Agreed. Was that the was that Renee Zellweger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I think uh, it's weird because Charlize Theron has kind of found this knit where she can kind of transform uh, into anybody. I mean, like we She's talked. She's a about, chameleon. Isn't she, she really is. We talked about her on uh, a couple episodes ago about her as um, Eileen Warnos. Yeah. And she's almost unrecognizable. I can't uh, believe we didn't get more hate mail for those comments. I was listening and I'm like, I'm not going to edit this, but you, I, but I you mean, like, it's too true, kind though. Like it's, she did like, it's crazy. The amount of like, she put, she did, she kind of did a Christian bail where she put on weight yeah. and they, um, like did stuff to her face where she looks just like that woman. No, totally. Yeah. No, your, your makeup comments weren't what I was referring oh, to, but oh. that's all right. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? She, she reminds me of someone that I know we don't talk about this much these days, but she's like the female version, and that's not a comparative in quality, but she's how I used to think of Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp could play any role. It sure. didn't matter. He would disappear. Leonardo DiCaprio is another one. They could slide in and out of any role. And I think Charlize Theron is really great at, she can be a, a, in a dumb movie playing an action villain in those Fast and Furious movies. Or she could be in a comedy be, with Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I so, totally. Uh, Longshot did not get the love that I felt like it deserved, but I totally agree with you. I I loved that movie. Yeah, and her range. It's the range, right? And yeah. so those other actors we were talking about, it's it's the range of these act. They can play any character and slipping it out, and you don't. Even though they're big actors, you don't go, "Oh yeah, that's just so and so." Where when you see someone like I don't know, I'm just gonna throw out Steve Buscemi, right? Like he's great, <laughs> but you know, I mean, Steve you Buscemi, pick the right? weirdest looking guy you could possibly <laughs> pick. Oh, I don't so, know. You're so, Steve Buscemi. I don't you're know. So John Lake was so, Oh, geez. So anyway, so she does disappear into a role. I think she was great in that. So um, that's going to be my choice. Joe, did you did you land on one? Uh, I, yeah, I think I'm going with Bombshell. Okay. That's the, you know, I, you know, I think that was the, I really enjoyed that one as well. Um, but I think that stood out to me as far as like makeup and stuff. Production design. So we've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman. 1917 jojo rabbit and parasite so joe what do you think production i i have kind of fallen in love with jojo rabbit uh yeah so i like that's kind of where i'm leaning uh i thought that was i'm pissed that i waited as long as i did to see that movie uh because it man that was stellar so taika watiti man that guy 
he seemed to come out of nowhere. I mean, I loved what we do in the shadows and uh, wilder people. Like, yeah, I've loved his work, but it seems like now, I guess since Thor Ragnarok, he's become a household name and people are talking about his movies. He is going to be around for a he's, long time. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. No. Unless he decides Lanao? he wants to go somewhere. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I liked Jojo rabbit too, but I think it's like every time I see parasite nominated for something, I just want to pick parasite. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I mean, uh yeah so i'm gonna go with parasite <laughs> you know what's interesting though and you're on to something here it's not it's not even just an arbitrary choice whether you realize it or not the house that they built did you yeah. hear about this no. it's built oh really yeah it's so that that house the main house that they go to is completely built on a set or soundstage or whatever like the detail that went into it you never once thought people were like where is this amazing house i want to go see the house and see pictures of it it's like no they built that so the level of detail that they put into that movie and how seamless it is and how great they designed it really neat so i i think that has a shot for sure i'm gonna go with hollywood just because a it's hollywood and b they (laughs) <laughs> it's not getting wasted joe I'm, i may vote for more than once but the amount of detail yeah. and how it, it threw back to that time period in hollywood it's impressive that you could have and i i will tom's not here so we can't hear any groans or anything but <laughs> brad pitt driving down uh, you know i loved it hollywood boulevard i'll take and, i'll take i'll take two more hours of him just driving around right right yeah, i yeah. loved it too and to look around and see him passing all these things it's not like they just had to, oh, let's create a billboard and let's recreate a theater. He drove around Hollywood for a lot of the movie, and they had to put meticulous detail yep. into staging it and getting it to look right. He Tarantino obviously loves old Hollywood in that time period. So the work they did was incredible, and that's why I, th- I just have to give it that vote, even though Parasite is very impressive. But uh, I'm going for Hollywood. I like it. Sound mixing. So we've got two categories, sound mixing and sound editing. I did, weren't they talking about merging these at one point? Oh, who knows? I, you know, which I don't, I don't think I like that at all, but I, I'm glad that they're not. But I feel like they talked about doing it for next year or something. But we'll talk about sound mixing first. 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Dawn of Cars, Once Upon <laughs> a Time in Hollywood, Ad Astra, which is, is that the only thing Ad Astra is nominated yeah, for? Yeah, wow. yeah. And Joker. So sound, it's a tough one. Uh, For me, war movies, you got to get that sound mixing right with all the bullets, explosions. I think they did a phenomenal job in 1917, making you feel like you were right there. Uh, We'll get into the cinematography and camera work, but the fact that when you are right there on the ground with these guys and you hear all this stuff going on, I think that's a great choice. So it'd be my pick. And then I think a runner up would be Ford V Ferrari just because car sounds, you know, a lot of good stuff there. I I think... Uh, I appreciate that these are uh, categories. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, the, I can the, see this that. is you know, like this is the stuff where it's just like, all right, man, whatever. But like, if they make have your, it, you would care. Exactly. Maybe. They make, maybe they make you well, know. Think about it, Joe. If, if these movies, the reason why they envelop you. I mean, obviously, it's it's a combination of all these things. But you've got the visuals and the direction, the acting. But if it had a bad soundtrack, uh, a bad, bad soundtracks or score or yeah, none that's of the true. two. Uh, yeah. It, it can make a movie really boring and poorly paced. Yeah. And then if the sound mixing was wonky and you're just like, this doesn't feel realistic. I mean, it's one of those things that you take for granted, but it is very important, uh, an element to the film. So, uh, uh, what do you I, think if you had to choose one, if I had to choose, I guess I'm going to go with, it's a toss up between 1917 and Ford V Ferrari. Um, Dawn of cars. Yeah. Dawn of cars. <laughs> 
I feel like it's going to it should be our I feel like the technical side of 1917 is what should be uh praised like not not to say that the quality of the movie should be praised but I feel like the technical aspect of getting that thing made was uh, a masterclass. So I feel like I'm going to give that to 1917. Okay, Linnea? Yeah, I think it's got to go to 1917. Sound editing, which, yes, that's a different category, but bear <laughs> with me here. 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Dawn of Cars, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Once Upon Time... Oh, I have to say it like this. Once Upon a Time in dot, Hollywood. Dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> or Joker. So a very similar category, but one is mixing all the sounds together, and the other is editing the sounds into the scene so similar categories similar nominees with the exception of one or two here um i'm gonna say for editing i'm gonna go with 1917 again i think uh, that's yeah look, that's where i was yeah i think that. So yeah yeah I, I think technically like joe said it, it's really an amazing achievement so speaking of technical achievements cinematography this so is a no, as, why are we talking about this <laughs> 1917 yeah this is a no-brainer once upon a time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Joker, and The Lighthouse. Yeah, I think Deacons, he won it for Blade Runner, which was a good movie. but it, That's you know, a makeup. But it's a makeup. Yeah. 1917, I, I don't think there's any... Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he deserves it for this movie. Uh, whoever's brain can work like that to make a film like 1917 and right. make it work, that's next level stuff. Uh, Linnea, sounds like you agree with that one. Oh, yeah, it's got to go there. Okay, so I think Deacons can score himself another golden statue tonight. So let's see here. Next, editing. The Irishman. Gross. <laughs> LOL. No, no. Ford, Ford v. Ferrari. Parasite. Joker. And Jojo Rabbit. So editing. Interesting. Um, Linnea, do you have any thoughts on the editing of these films? Well, I'm going to give it to Parasite. <laughs> ah, that's right. Okay. Got you down for another Parasite, Joe. Uh, I, you know, I think editing is a tricky one. I think uh, a lot of those movies are almost you need a good editor to make everything work. And I think it's like it's a it's an interesting moment that Hollywood was not no- nominated because he did not have uh, his. When did his editor die? J- uh, was Django the last? No, Jang. It was no, it was Hateful Eight. Maybe was the last one that she did. No, I th- he didn't have her for Hateful Eight. I oh, think, and okay, that's why okay. it was seventeen hours long. I mean, I'm fine. But with it. I don't uh, care. it's Kurt Russell. I think. Uh, yeah, let's do. Oh it. yeah, no, it's it's fine. I just that's why I think he had that long version. But uh, I think Django was the last one that she was around for. So I think but... it's interesting that you know, uh, I, I not that his movies have a different look, but that he hasn't been nominated for that since then. Yeah. Um, but I have to go with. I guess I'm going to go with Joker because that does – there's no point in that movie where it's lagging or it's it's like you're waiting mm-hmm. for something. Like that, that editor kind of cut that thing together um, to keep you on the edge of your seat when it when it's yeah. time for you to be on the edge of your seat. Uh, yeah, I, you know. I agree. There's not a lot of extra stuff in there. I, I think I saw Joker three times in theaters, definitely twice, but I think three. And it just flies by. It really yeah, it's, it I mean, and, and it is a mesmerizing performance in there, which is just undeniable. But it, it really moves at a good clip. So uh, I think that's a good choice. Uh, I'm going to go with Ford v. Ferrari. Just also because a good I feel choice, like, I think. Yeah. I feel like editing is so important with action sequences, car chases, car races. Uh, if you don't edit it right, it can really just be choppy 
and bad. And I feel like they did a good job of keeping that action where I think the movie, in my opinion, it was a little slower than I expected. I would have yeah. liked the, I would have liked the movie to have more, I think racing sequences in it to maybe liven it up. But when they, when it came to the races, movie? Uh, I'm not talking about <laughs> that, but uh, I think I'm gonna go Ford V Ferrari also because I don't think it's, it's a good movie and I don't think it's going to get a lot of other love. No, or, I think, was, I think it's not going to. So it might, but but Joker, I think, is probably like the, like the actual winner. It's yeah. probably going to be Joker. So okay, we'll see what happens there. Uh, original screenplay for Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Knives Out, or nineteen seventeen. That is a stacked category yeah, and very one. tricky. Uh, Linnea, thoughts on? Well, I see your your movies <laughs> in there. So I'm gonna are go we going Parasite, any? But I think it is also just. <laughs> It's so original, the story, and it's so, you know, universal too. So that's yeah, I'm gonna go with Parasite, but <laughs> but I I I agree that it's amazing, and I do love the story. It's very original and very interesting. But then you have Knives Out in there, only yeah, nominated no. for this one category, and Knives Out is such a, a an amazing, hilarious, and unique screenplay to where I feel like if 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 you know it's only nominated for one thing and it's the original screenplay category and it's out there making what 300 million domestic or whatever yeah, and a sequel's I, been announced That's yeah true. i did so, love knives out so it, it's so good i i think i have to put that there just because it deserves the love and it is that good and it got people to go to an original property in the theater where you know with all the remakes and and crap going on uh, not that parasite didn't but on a much lower smaller level Right. Uh, unfortunately, because those uh, those scary things at the bottom of the screen, those words. Yeah. God just, forbid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want reading in my movies. <laughs> ah. So I think I'm going to go with Knives Out, Joe. Uh, it was a toss up between Hollywood and Knives Out. But I feel like uh, Knives Out, since this is its only category, I feel like I have to have to give it the give it the nod. Fair. It could be anyone's. I mean, that category is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and Marriage Story. That's my number one movie of the year. I loved it. I just don't know if I would give it original screenplay. You know, the performances were great and everything, and it's it's good. But I don't know that it necessarily broke enough ground to warrant. You know, like oh, the best screenplay of the year. I think uh, it's a performers I, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's well written. I mean, they yeah. couldn't perform it if the lines didn't sound organic. So don't no, get me true. wrong. That's true. I wanted to mention it just because I do think it's a great movie and a great script. I just don't know that it will get the vote for being as original as some of these other ones. So adapted screenplay, you've got The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, The Two Popes, and Joker. Joe? Well, uh, I think it should probably, I mean, given what Little Women has been doing, I feel like it should probably probably be Little Women. Um, I don't really know what they're adapting from Joker. Well, it's anything that they didn't create the character. Oh, or, I see, I see. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I feel I feel like with all the all the buzz of Little Women, I feel like that should probably be the one that uh, takes that one home. It's a tough category in here. I mean, you've got Jojo Rabbit, which you know we're talking about how much we love that one. You have Little Women with Greta Gerwig, you know, getting the snub for director, and all females getting the snub for director. Uh, you know, and it's a wildly popular movie. Uh, the Two Popes, which people people that see it love that movie. I actually didn't even get a chance to see it, but I heard people talking great things about that. And then Joker. I mean, you know, it's 
it's got a ton of nominations overall. So it's a tough one. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with Little Women just because I think yeah. Greta Gerwig deserves it. And I liked what they did where I know that um, – who was it? Was it Slappy McGee that hated it because it's uh, – the way they told the story, like he likes the book, but he didn't like how it jumped around and did that the weird does stuff. that does but, sound familiar, yeah. But that kept me really interested and engaged. I liked how they told the story; I thought it was cool. Um, as someone that's not a, a huge fan of the books, as in like I haven't read them, not that I hate them, but you know, I'm not coming with any of that baggage. But I really liked how they told it. What about you, Linnea? Yeah, I, I'd have to go with Little Women, and I love the book, <laughs> and I like okay. how they they kind of. Good redid the chronology in it and kind of did the flashbacks or whatever. I thought that was a really great way to tell a story. Yeah. There's always, I mean, that story has been told several times already and it has good versions. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want just a straight remake. If, if something's already done well, I think we've talked about this before, but don't remake the movies that are good. Remake the movies that had potential, but it were bad, right? If you're going to do a remake, make it better. We don't need a remake of citizen Kane. We don't need a remake. Or do a live action version of sword in the stone. Yeah, <laughs> itch, black yeah. Cauldron. you know, <laughs> yeah, like exactly do that stuff. The, the ones we, that aren't the the higher tier, right? Remake them, make them awesome, whatever. So exactly. I, I agree. So we'll go with Little Women on that one. All right, acting categories, uh, director, and the big one coming up here. We're getting there. Uh, we'll start with actress in a supporting role: Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, ScarJo for JoJo Rabbit. Florence Pugh, Pew Pew, and Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. I'm going to say Laura Dern in Marriage Story just because she's getting the buzz. I love that film. I think she was great. Um, I don't, I think I would rather see someone like Kathy Bates, who was really. She, she's amazing. got one. I know, but that <laughs> Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, first of all, talk about a performer's movie. I yeah. know Marriage Story is, but but that movie um, is has some incredible performances in it. And the scene, did you see, Joe, did you see Richard Jewell? No, I think once okay. all the stuff came out about uh, what Eastwood did with uh, that in, uh, reporter, the in yeah the liberties he took with that i think it turned me off from the movie completely gotcha but you gotta you should watch it for the performances it's really really a, a great great roles in there sure but kathy bates towards the end of that movie when she she gets up on a podium and is just like talking about you know her son like you know he's innocent like no spoilers i mean based on a true story and you've seen the trailers sure. or whatever <laughs> like but there's a point where she, some of us were know, alive when that happened so yeah you know. Uh, it's really great. She pours her heart out, and I was just like, "Wow!" It, it was. It reminds you how good Kathy Bates is because I haven't seen her in a lot of meaty roles lately. And she, it was I mean, really... she kind of she joined the ranks of American Horror Story. Yeah, that's what she's been doing. She's been on yeah. that show for right. a long time. Yeah, definitely. So, Linnea, what do you think in supporting actress? Well, I I do like Laura Dern, but it's just also just like looking at all the actresses that are nominated for Best Actress and Supporting Actress. They're all really young, other than Kathy mm-hmm. Bates. And yeah, then you look at fair. the actors that are nominated, and they're all old. <laughs> all right, like Brad, that old. I mean, Adam Driver is the only younger one, and then I think it's like Brad Pitt is the youngest one. Everybody else is like Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, Joe Pesci. Isn't That's, that uh, isn't that an interesting commentary on Hollywood in general? How it's like, <laughs> oh. Look at all these young, beautiful women, and then oh, well, look at all no, these old. There's no good roles for older women. That's the problem. So, <laughs> yeah. right? makes a valid so, point. 
Right, so but that's what I, I mean. Like, it, I like Laura Dern, but I also kind of just want to be like, give Kathy Pates the Oscar because she's, right? she's doing her thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And I think Laura Dern's great, but I've also heard, I think even Tom mentioned it, but multiple people have said that her role is the exact same role she does on whatever the TV show. It's one of those, like, I don't know if it's Big Little Lies or what oh, TV yeah, show yeah, she's yeah. on. One of, one of those shows that's really got a lot of buzz around it, but they're like, she's a lawyer in that, and she was just kind of doing the exact same role. So right. I guess if you've seen it, maybe that causes some, I don't know, but uh, she's getting all the buzz and I think she's won a lot of the critics groups and other awards. So that's why I'm going to choose her. Uh, uh, I'm taking Florence Pugh. Okay. Only because she didn't get nominated for Midsommar. Yeah, Hell of true. a year. Yeah, Hell of a year. That's, for that's, Florence that's the, Pugh. She should have been nominated for that. Uh, she wasn't. So I, I'm going to take the, the makeup pick for uh, Little Women. That's another one though. Where God, what is she like? Seventeen? She's so she's not young. Seventeen? She? I mean, she is very young. I mean, she's playing like, like twelve-year-old Amy in Little Women. So I'm yeah. googling it. She's got to be in her mid. I bet you she's nineteen. She's no, twenty-four because she's dating Zach Braff, right? And he's yeah. like forty-six. So well, there is a big difference. Whatever it is, whatever she's it is, be she's in her just. 20s. She's young, and I think that the Academy is going to recognize that she has a long time to go. Kind of to Linnea's sentiment, even though oh, well, she's I think, twenty-four. Spot on. 24. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's very young. And I think they're going to, as they do, you know, they, yeah, they like to right. do the make goods. Look at how long it took Leah to get one. Yeah. There's only one winner and there's a lot of great performances. And so they pick them as, oh, we, this person missed out last time. Here's their make good. And it kind of goes around in that cycle. So I think she's really good, but I think also that she has some time. And uh, so that's why I'm going to say Dern. Uh, and, and I would love for Kathy Bates to win if, if it were possible. Uh, let's go over to actor in a supporting role. So there's Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is interesting. But if you've seen the movie, supporting role kind of makes sense there. Yeah, it makes sense. Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, Al Pacino in The Irishman, no. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. I mean, it's like, I guess they just feel like they have to put these guys in there. Yeah. And Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Linnea, what are your thoughts on actor in a supporting role? Well, I would say Tom Hanks. Although I felt like when I got out of that movie, I was kind of mad because I kind of thought it was going to be more about mr rogers <laughs> right bait and switch it's not about mr rogers it's about the guy no that wrote the article like, Who is this guy um <laughs> but but i thought he was great in that role so yeah. i'm gonna say tom okay. hanks joe uh so i was thinking joe pesci just because i mean he as much as we bagged on that movie he was amazing in that best play. part of the movie yeah hands down do you know why? Because they didn't have Joe Pesci running around kicking people right. and looking, you know, moving like an old man that's supposed to be. I mean, <laughs> Robert De Niro in The Irishman, I think when he meets Joe Pesci at that truck, is yeah. supposed to be my age. Right. What? That, it wasn't even I mean, close. If, if I stood next to that Robert De Niro, are you going to tell me that yeah. these two people? I mean, it's it's horrendous <laughs> how they tried to de-age them. And it's like, did you guys not see The Godfather when they had different actors different play actors. younger roles? Like, yeah. did you not see almost any other movie that does that? De Niro Why? doesn't get his start unless yeah. he plays a young Vito Corleone. Well, it's definitely one of those iconic roles. And so I just feel like it's silly. Well, anyway, that's a whole different story. But Pesci... <laughs> If you're going to pick someone from The Irishman, yeah. Pesci was spot on. He owned that. He came back to do it, which is another thing that they'll probably love. Uh, so I agree. I think that's I would, a good I was thinking Brad Pitt, but after I've seen them, I've, I've watched Hollywood a lot. Yeah. Uh, and he's great, but he's not really doing anything uh, Oscar worthy. 
Like he's amazing in that role. He's he's very funny. He's charismatic. It's a it's a fun role, but he's not stretching. But it's not. It's like, yeah. Is that, yeah. It's he's he's Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? I like think, I think because Brad Pitt doesn't usually win Oscars, and he's he's really charismatic. He's won a lot of the awards. Yeah. And it again, it's a movie about Hollywood. I'm gonna pick Hollywood as the one that will win. Maybe. Um, whether or not it should win, is I'd a be fine story. with it winning. Um, but I do think Brad Pitt will win. But it, it, you know, it may go to an old timer like Pesci. I don't think Pacino is going to get it. No, I, I, I really hope he know. doesn't win it. I yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, okay, cool. Uh, moving on to leading roles here, we're going to go to actress in a leading role: Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, ScarJo for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Renee Zellweger for Judy, and Charlize Theron in Bombshell. I'm going to come out and say Zellweger is going to get herself another Oscar because her performance in Judy was excellent. She looked like her. I mean, she had to do a lot for that role. I, I thought she was excellent. I know she has a lot of buzz behind her. And and again, there's a lot of great nominees here. So it's a tough pick, but I'm going to say Judy. What do you think, Joe? Oh, uh, man. I was thinking ScarJo um, just based on – I mean, that was that was a that was a tour de force uh, of, of some acting chops in that movie. Um where she has to be kind of, she has to be a bitch, but she also kind of has to still be likable. Like you have to understand where she's coming from. And I think that's a really hard line to walk when they're going through the divorce proceedings. And there's that whole scene in the, uh, like in the lawyer's office with the two lawyers and Adam driver and Scarlett Johansson. So I just feel like that's a, that's a, that's a tight line to walk. And I feel like that she did a, a pretty amazing job in that movie. Yeah, they they both do. It's phenomenal. I mean, that is as you said earlier. You you put it well. It's it, that's an actor's movie. That's yeah. The two leads in that are phenomenal. So if she wins, I will not be disappointed. It's my favorite thing she's ever done. I I just she is magnificent in that movie. Wait so. wait till Black Widow. Oh yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> maybe Florence Pugh. Maybe she'll win the Oscar. For I'm telling best you, actor. she's your new Black Widow. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. So Linnea, what do you think? Um, I'd love for Renee Zellweger to to get it. Uh, and it's such a good story too. Cause like she had her big, like comeback, you know, before this movie. Uh, yeah. so I love that. And I, or I love Cynthia to get it for Harriet. Cause her performance was really great in that movie too. I know that movie had some controversy too, when it came out, but, uh, her performance was great. So I, I think that's the only thing it's nominated for would be lead yeah. actress. So oh, okay. Uh, okay. I didn't get around to seeing it, but did, what did you think? I mean, it did get a lot of negative publicity, uh, and, and not that great of reviews. Did you like it? I I liked the movie. I thought um, they they did some interesting stuff with the story um, that I think I could have done without. They kind of relied on. Um, she said that she got like visions from God, and that's what she how she was able to you know mm. work on the the underground railroad and all that stuff. And uh, was like, that not a thing? They're just kind of throwing that in there for fun. No, I mean, or like, for the she, religious she crowd, did. maybe. Yeah. And I, I think like uh, that was part of her story that she said, but um, also, you know, she just was a person who did this great thing. So, sure, um, sure. and there was, there was some other things that there's some, you know, criticisms of it, um, which I, I can't really talk about it either way. It's not, not my lane, you know, but, but I'm I with thought you. her I, performance yeah. was fantastic. So let's be honest though. What movie doesn't have some kind of controversy right. these days? I, the internet Harley is really... and the birds of prey. No controversy oh, yeah. no, whatsoever. No, oh right. no, I, there's really nothing to talk about, but we'll get into that <laughs> next episode. So coming into the final three here, we've got actor in a leading role, Antonio Banderas for pain and glory, Leonardo DiCaprio, once upon a time, 
in Hollywood, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. All right, Joaquin Phoenix. Next category. Leonardo DiCaprio. Does does anyone have any (laughs) doubt that Phoenix is not taking home this Oscar? No, but I'd love for Adam Driver to get it, but I know that Joaquin Phoenix is going to get it, so that's okay. I agree, and and Driver again, phenomenal in that movie. But Phoenix is an actor. I mean, he's an actor's actor. He is incredible in everything he's in. In my opinion, I, he's just phenomenal, and so he deserves it for his career. But I also think his, I think he's really good in Joker. Like I, I, I think if he wins for this, I mean, which I believe he will. I really don't have any doubts. But I think it's deserved for this movie. It's a, it's a career win, and at least he's in a really good role. Um, I think that movie falls apart without him. Uh, not oh, to say, for sure. For not sure. to say a you Joker movie You put Jared Leto in work. this movie? Oh, good God. Lord. Well, you <laughs> don't even get me started. But but for this movie, which which I think is a good movie, but if you didn't have him with this particular screenplay and everything that happens, I, I think it's not as interesting, and I don't think you have a, a very good movie. So I'm going to you know, go with... i interested to see what Heath Ledger's Joker looks like in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't... It, that's just I don't such know. a different I don't Joker. Know. I just thought I'd be interested to see yeah. like what, what that is. I I think it'd be interesting to see what Cesar Romero's Joker looked like in this movie. Well, I mean, if we're just getting crazy, that's, you know. <laughs> so are you going with Phoenix, Joe? No, I'm going with Leonardo DiCaprio. Are you really? Yeah. I, l- you look. think DiCaprio's going to win Best Actor? No, I want him to win. Oh, got <laughs> yeah. it. I think okay. Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. Oh, I, got I, it. I, I, th- I, I enjoyed watching DiCaprio more than I enjoyed watching Phoenix, only because that role, the Joker role, uh, is not the easiest thing to watch. Yeah, sure. Um, so and it, it's kind of difficult to watch at times, and that's not it's not a that that's a testament to to him. But I had a better time watching. Oh. Uh, you know, sure, Cliff, not Cliff, but uh, DiCaprio, Rick, Rick, yeah, Rick Dalton, trying oh. to get his lines right. So good, than, and you know, uh, a lot of that's improvised. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's good DiCaprio's stuff. great, and he's known for improvising, especially on those Tarantino movies. And a lot of his stuff that he improvised ended up in the movie. So it's a, definitely a testament to him. But he just got his make good Oscar. He I did mean, he for did, his yeah. career. So I don't know that, especially against Phoenix, who doesn't have one, that he would be able to beat him. But I think it's a nice choice anyway. No, uh, dr- I agree. Director, but last two here before we wrap it up, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Oh, Quentin, get out of here, old Quentin, man. Quentin, <laughs> Oh, if it wins zero, I'll be so happy. Ugh. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> being nominated for, I think it's tied with Joker or something. Like, it's nominated for it's 11 ridiculous. Oscars or something. Yeah, get out of here. You better thank Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong... Uh, B- Bong Jun Ho, someone they said it's not pronounced like Bong as everyone says it in America. That it's Bong Bong Jun Ho yeah. for Parasite, Sam Mendes for 1917, or Todd Phillips for Joker. So man, this one's tough because again, you have some amazing films in here. Um, I really think Parasite's going to get the foreign film, and I won't give away my best picture yet. But I think uh, I think that Mendes because I don't know that it's going to win some of the other ones that I'd li- I would like to see it win. I think they will give him director for putting that movie together. What do you think, Linnea? Well, I I think I would be happy if they gave it to Sam Mendes or Bong Joon-ho, but because I would just, I think those two movies, the directing was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, so I would prefer them to win than over the other guys. So. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would oh, rather Greta Gerwig be in there. I, well, right. You know what, Lena? You are preaching to the choir. I think it is a travesty uh, that she is not nominated when the film that she 
made is up so many times. What about Honey Boy or The Farewell or yeah. Little Women? Yeah. Or these, Farewell was fantastic, too. There are so many films that were incredible directed yeah. by women. And I'm not... I'm not the kind of PC person that is just like, oh, you have to be diverse. Like, you know, made the best film win and uh, all that. But there are women that made amazing films that deserve to be recognized this year. This was a hell of a year for female directed films. And to not have many of them showing up and especially none of them in director. It's just it's crazy. You're just you're just making the point for for the people that are advocating for it. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're just you're just making the point easier for them. And they're not wrong. Their point is absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it is a travesty. I agree. Uh, but I think but it's Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know how it can be. I mean, that's that movie is a, a two, you know the fact that he got that made is is next level. So Those, it, I, I feel and and getting yeah. that getting that to work. Yeah, I to not I. To make anything that's on that scale, and I'll, I'll never forget those scenes, especially the opening of the movie when I didn't know what to expect from it, and then they're walking through those trenches and those yeah. long takes where right. these aren't fake, like editing long. You know, I mean, it's not one continuous thing for the whole movie, but it's really, really long takes that are stitched together. And right. the fact that they he directed them and was able to put that together, and I don't know how many times they had to do it, but to even get that take at all was incredible with how much is going on. So I really think he deserves it. And I think he has a good chance of winning it. Um, all I know is if Todd Phillips wins, there will be rioting. <laughs> oh, it'd be bad. It'd be so bad. <laughs> People are so I, it's, it, it got so much buzz and out of uh con or wherever, or uh, yeah, yeah, wherever it was, it's like Sundance it's, maybe it, it had. So no, it was a foreign one first. Oh. I thought, but um it's got so much buzz and people loved it. And now it's the film to bag on. And so I still think it's a great film, but people it online is, like, are yeah. hating on it. And so if it ends up taking a huge prize, like one of those, it's, it's going to be crazy, but uh, I'm not looking forward to that. So let's hopefully we can avoid that. Yeah. And, and here's the big one. So best picture, we have nine nominees, Ford V Ferrari, Don of cars, the Irishman, <laughs> Jojo rabbit, Joker, little women, once upon a time, in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Parasite, and 1917. A lot of heavy hitters in this one. A lot of really great films. Uh, I'm going to go with the upset on this one for myself. A lot of people want Parasite. It's a great film, and I think that it would be deserving. I think podcast wants Parasite. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I think that if it wins, it would be great. I think it's deserving of it. I just don't think the, with the way the Academy voters are, I don't think they'll let it win. And uh, the other one that people are talking about uh, is um, 1917, of course, because it's phenomenal. We talked about directing, cinematography. The whole thing is just a master class of being put together. If it wins, would not be disappointed. But So I'm going to go with The Sleeper here and uh, The Underdog, which is crazy to think it's become this. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think it, yeah! has, it has everything, everything that the Academy loves. Uh, it, it, first of all, it has Tarantino, who's never made a bad movie and he's never won Best Picture. It's about Hollywood. Hollywood loves Hollywood and uh, has a record of winning in a lot of these categories. I just think that it's the time for Tarantino, and I think it's got all the right, you know, it's the perfect formula. So I'm going to go with Hollywood. Uh, Linnea, what do you think for Best Picture? Well, I think it's probably going to be 1917. Okay. I would love for it to be Parasite or Little Women, but uh, or even Jojo Rabbit, but... um, but I, I, I think it's going to go to 1917. 
That's fair. Another favorite in the uh, in the awards circuit. I mean, 1917 has been winning a lot. So I think that one is probably, if, you, if you're playing the Vegas odds, I think that's probably the one to look for. Uh, but with the upset going to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, but a lot of film Twitter, you know, the I don't think the general public is really preaching Parasite because, again, mm-hmm. they're not seeing it, which is unfortunate. Right. And you got to keep spreading the word. But I don't think other than film Twitter, Parasite's getting as much of the popular vote. Um, so, Joe, I, I don't oh, think it's going to be a surprise what you pick no, here. No, no, Hollywood, all day. Hollywood, okay. All day. I think it's got it. So uh, that is our Oscar prediction. So it will be fun. Uh, you know what the results are now listening to this, and I will pro- I'll try to have this up tomorrow because we don't need much editing, and it's just predictions. So – uh, meaning that you should be listening to this the day after the Oscars. How well did we do? How terribly did we mess up? We don't know until we see it. So it was fun. Um, before we sign off on this one and we get into our next episode, I do want to go through the box office, just run through it. So I'm not going to yeah. spend a ton of time on all the budgets and, and that stuff. But just so you get an idea of what these movies did, I think there's really only one thing to actually talk about in there's depth. There's one thing to it's talk about. the number one movie of the weekend and the movie of the week next episode, Birds of Prey. It was estimated that it would do or predicted to do about 55 million. It, the totals, 33.2 million. I am shocked. 20 million plus shocked. underperforming for it's, that. It, it's a shame because now they're going to go back to the old model. It's this guy. It's we'll, sh- we'll get into we'll get yeah, into yeah. It in the next episode, but it's a but shame that we're the whole gonna, I we're told you so. To the, hey, we yeah. took a risk and look right. what happened. Exactly. So, uh, thoughts on that, Linnea? Well, it's rated R, which I think is a tough. Yeah. So was Deadpool. I know. Yeah, I don't know. but but my, here's my the, theater was pretty full when I went and saw it. But um, we'll get into it next up episode more in depth, though. Yeah. But I think there's an argument against the Deadpool thing, and, okay. and we'll get into why. But okay. I, I'm with Linnea. I think one the rated R nail in the coffin. I mean that that killed it uh, because this fan base has a lot of young fans that watch sure, animated sure. stuff and the shows, uh, CW shows, whatever. That some of these characters are similar. You know they they've been introduced to these characters and they can't buy a ticket to it. Um, and then also the marketing. I think that I've heard nothing but thereof. but bad trailers, yeah. bad trailers, and the title. Just yep. birds of prey and blah 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 blah. Harley Quinn. It's like. We'll get into it, but I think Birds of Prey was a mistake to put that in the title and not to sell it with Harley Quinn, who's the the biggest draw to this thing. Yeah. It, it's a Harley yep. Quinn movie. They 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 shoved it in there. You know, they forced it in there with that crazy long title. But the movie, at least on my box office tracking, it just says Birds of Prey, and I think people are going to scratch their heads. What the hell is Birds of Prey? You know, if they yeah. haven't seen a lot of marketing, it's just it's weird. So we'll get into all the other factors. Uh, Bad Boys for Life hanging on at number two. 12 million dollars 1917 a five percent drop with nine million Doolittle somehow kids movie six kids point, movie six point six six million dollars this weekend <laughs> mark of the beast oh well yeah there's that's good description for that movie jumanji <laughs> the next level this thing nine weeks 5.5 million a 7.8 percent drop crazy uh number six the gentleman from two weeks ago on the podcast 4.1 million a 25 percent drop number seven in week two gretel and hansel 3.5 million 43 percent drop so that's at 11 million total uh number eight knives out in week 11 made another 2.3 million a nine percent drop 
Number nine, Little Women, 2.3 million, a 24% drop, but that thing's up to 102.6, so it's crossed 100 million domestic finally. Wow, good for and, it. Yeah, number 10, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. 2.2 million, 30% drop, so it's still getting some people to the theater. 510 million domestic on that one. Uh, I believe it's, uh, yeah, it's 1.06 billion. So uh, they're considering it a disappointment, though, with, you know, it should I mean, have been I a two billion dollar movie, it. right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the for conclusion sure. of the saga, it, it, it's a. It should have been big, and the Force Awakens, you know, the Last Jedi went down from that. This went down from that. So um, definitely has them rethinking. Not, a, a steadily, a steady decline in returns, but not in quality. Yeah, not not a quality thing, but yeah. you know, this is show business in Disney, especially right. when they're buying properties for what did they spend four billion on Star Wars? Four, and, no, was it? Was that? A, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was um, it for? And it was way higher for Fox. Seventy-one billion. Yeah, right, right. right. So, but they're looking for a return, and again, this is an all-profit. They have huge budgets, and so uh, you know they got to see see these numbers come in. And to Tom's credit, you know he did send us an article. He did, yeah, uh, that's right. That, I mean, an opinion article, not for, straight from them, but they said the future is television, like Tom's been saying. So we'll see. The Mandalorian, I couldn't believe it. There's a second season coming out this year. Of they're course, already, of they're course. already getting ready. But that's great that they were able to do it. So anyway, that's the box office report. That is our Oscar prediction. Uh, thank you all for listening and joining. Hopefully, uh, we didn't get it too wrong, but uh, in any event, we hope you had fun. So, I did. Uh, you had fun, Joe? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't get them wrong. <laughs> uh, Linnea, uh, is there anywhere that you'd like to plug for people to find you? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on, on Twitter uh, at Linnea1928. All right, and Joe? You can go follow me on the Twitter at JoyButts, B U T T S 21. And this is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. So again, follow the show, facebook.com slash real spoilers, Twitter, real spoilers. Uh, you know how to find us. Rate and review. Uh, we haven't had a review in a while. So for we some of you that- We actually have one. No kidding. We got, we got one at the end of January, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we can read that next episode. <laughs> but uh, we love we love that, and it also helps new people find the show because the more you rate and review, uh, the podcast jumps the charts, and people can see higher numbers, and, and it really does help. So if you've been listening to the show for a while and you haven't writ- written a review, we'd love to have that. Um, but that's it for now. So uh, join us for our next episode, which will be our review and a true milestone yes. on this one. Yes. 550 is going to be. Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley, one Quinn, Harley Quinn, I think. So That's we'll it. see how that one goes. But until next time, you've been warned. If you want to tell a story right, you got to start at the beginning. We're going to have to work together with you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.